0: okay everybody welcome back to things you're not supposed to talk about with louis g and today's topic is a little bit lighter than the last five days right i promise we throw in some you know lighter stuff maybe we can make a little fun uh, of some things today Uh, have a good time and Today's uh, t- thing we're not supposed to talk about is things about life. Nobody's parents ever teach. Like my parents didn't teach them to me. I didn't teach them to my kids. You know, until I realized when I was writing this podcast that I didn't teach them to my kids. Right? Like, oh, oh, shit! <laughs> Did I teach that to my kids? Right? And uh, you know, you tool around the internet, you try to find some ideas, and people come up with ideas all the time, and. Reddit is a good place to get ideas a lot. Uh, there's, there's some good information there. I, I'm pretty sure I've used it a few times, you know. So, uh, but uh, things about life nobody's parents ever teach. Well, here's a hell of a broad topic, you know. I mean, right off the bat, we're going for the jugular on this one. By the way, I don't need statistics for this topic, you know. It's not really one of those things. We're going to have a little fun. So statistics, we're going to keep out of here, hopefully. I Look, I had shitty parents. My kids did not. That's okay. So I get to see both sides of the moon on this one. I get to see the dark side and the light side of the moon, right? I may have statistics. I may not use to choose to use them. Either way, there's no harm in what we're about to talk about. So let's cut the head off of this one, right? Right away. Uh-huh. Hey, Murph. <laughs> hey, Ronathan. Heard you're having trouble with your computer. Yeah, thanks for coming down. Okay, so what's uh what seems to be the problem? So every time I try to get online, uh-huh. it's asking me for an admin oh, okay. password, sure. but it shouldn't need a password to get onto the internet. Sure. And I should already yeah. have admin privileges on this computer. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Did you get all that? Yeah, yeah, totally. So you need admin privileges? No, 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 yeah. I already have yeah. admin oh, privileges. Yeah. I just Great. need to get on the internet. And okay, it, yeah. I shouldn't need admin privileges for yeah, the Yeah, 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 got it. I feel like you're not actually uh-huh. listening uh-huh. to me. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a problem in today's world, huh? Nobody's actually listening to you. Um, but nobody's being taught how to pay attention. You know, you get yelled at as a kid, right? Hey, hey, hey. Sometimes you get smacked in the back of the head by your parents. Like, Hey, pay attention. What's the matter with you? What are you, a maniac? Knock it off. You know? And then, right, they, they give you boop, in the back of the head sometimes when nobody's looking. You know, they feel better about themselves. You go, hey. They go, what? I'm your father. Knock it off, right? And that's how it works. So we're constantly reminding our kids to pay attention, but have we ever taught them how? I I mean, parents never think to teach this to their kids until they're adults, right? And then they're surprised every time this adult shows up and starts huffing and puffing upon entry into the home. You know, people are trying to watch a movie and they're going off about something personal in their lives. And, you you know, any one of my three daughters, you know, if you're listening, right, you know who you are. So, I mean, everyone can be completely engrossed in what's going on. And when they walk in the room, that's it. It's all got to change. And then when you talk to them, they do that whole active listening thing that they're being taught in school, right? You go, make sure you're paying attention when you listen. Make sure people know that you're listening to them by acknowledging what they're saying while they're saying it. That's, you know, that's old news, right? You're not supposed to do that anymore. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of annoying, as you can see. Well, personal finance is a, a also another one that no one ever teaches their kids. What do you recommend I do to stay out of debt? Um, don't buy anything. Where should I put my money so it'll grow? In, like, a baggie or, like, a money case um, in your pocket. Yeah, okay, in your pocket, right? That's where it goes. It goes right in your pocket. These kids are smart, you know, and uh, we're not taking advice from many of them. So you've got to teach your kids, you know, the value of a dollar at the very least, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I taught my kids the value of a, of a dollar so well that my daughter buys from Shein. right? That's, that's awful. I mean, we're going to have to reverse some of that training a little bit, you know? Hey, you know, let's loosen up that pocket a little bit there, buddy. You got all that money stashed in and uh, try to go for some American stuff, okay? Never mind that copied American stuff. Copied American stuff is not American stuff, okay? So I taught my children the value of a dollar, what, what, you know, what that looked like in real-life representation. So they were not allowed designer anything until they could pay for it. Like I never said they couldn't have it. I just said, you can't have it until you could pay for it. So when they said, hey, dad, can I have Nike sneakers? I go, do you have $100? And they go, no. No, you can't have. It's that simple, right? So if after they made that money and they wanted to waste a large portion on a name brand when you could buy an off-brand and save a large portion of that, well, okay, go ahead. I, I also taught my kids that no matter what happened in their lives, no matter how things shitty got, there are certain things that you are not supposed to compromise on. And it isn't just the things you want. Like, you have to compromise on the things you want sometimes, and they know that, because they pay for their own things. But there are some things you're not supposed to compromise on. And even though we were kids, we were on welfare, here's that small list, okay? Heinz ketchup. You're not, to, you're not supposed to get anything that says catsup, all right? C-A-T-S-U-P. That's not supposed to be in your house. I don't care how little money you have. I don't care how poor you think you are. You go out and you get some Heinz ketchup right now, and you put that in the house, because that'll make you feel rich when you taste it. I promise. All right? So, Golden Spicy Brown Mustard. Huh? There's another one. Keep that in the house no matter how much money you're making. And Hellman's Mayonnaise. These are the things that are never to be compromised for a cheaper brand. I mean, Nike sneakers or Puma. I don't know. You tell me. You want to buy Nike's? Go ahead. I mean, I don't care. I'll buy Converse. I'll spend $20. You know, a pair of sneakers. Walk around in them for a few months. Throw them in the garbage. Whatever. But it's better than spending hundred dollars and then getting mad when I ruin them. Okay, that's that's just silly. And there's always uh, the the difference between stupid and ignorant, right? And I know, you know, you look at your kids. You, go, you, you look at your kids. You go, are they stupid? Like, <laughs> do they know? Do they not know any better? Like, that's the question we ask. We don't say, are they ignorant? We say, do they not know any better? Which is a really long way of using one word which is called ignorant so if we just said are they ignorant it would prompt us probably to teach them not to be ignorant about that thing but the question of don't they know any better right (laughs) that question right there that doesn't prompt you to teach them anything that's questioning their intelligence which they don't have of any at this point in life right so I got a little anecdote about ignorant and stupid. And it's meant only to keep you remembering it. That's how ridiculous it is. So it's these two guys and they are um, <laughs> they're driving in a car and the passenger looks at the driver and he says, hey, buddy, can you pull over here at the side of this mountain? I, I've really got to take a leak, you know, got to go to the bathroom. And the driver says, yeah, sure, man, no problem. You know, of course. You gotta go, you gotta go, right? Yeah, yeah, I gotta go. He's okay. So he pulls over, gets out, guy gets out, walks over to the side of the mountain, and he starts taking a leak. Starts going to the bathroom, right? Okay. And as he's doing that, a big monster comes up from behind the mountain and chops his wee-wee off. And he gets back in the car and he's like, and, you know, they go to the hospital and they do their thing, right? Well, that guy was ignorant. He did not know any better. You see how that word kind of helps you with the five other ones you were just using, right? So he didn't know anybody. He was ignorant. It's very simple. This is where you got to tell it to your kids because they're gonna remember. I'm telling you, you say the words "wee wee," we, we, we. everybody's having a good time, everybody's laughing. They're never gonna forget. I promise, right? So, <laughs> cause it's it's actually the story I told to my kids because I I I don't care, right? So, okay, so um stupid comes in when this time the guy who was driving is now the passenger and he looks over at the guy who was driving the last time right and he says hey man could you pull over here at the side of this mountain i've uh i've got to go to the bathroom and he's like yeah man, when you gotta go you gotta go he says yeah right he says, yeah so he gets out goes out side of the mountain and driver's looking at him right and this guy's doing his business over the side of the mountain all of a sudden big monster comes up and wham chops his wee wee off too that guy was stupid, right? And then I look at my kids and go, do you know why he was stupid? And, and like, didn't matter if they're two years apart. Didn't matter, right? To a person, they said, yeah, because he already knew the monster was there. I'm saying, yes, 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 success, right? And if you have that kind of success, when you're telling a parable to your kids about ignorant and stupid, you're winning all day long. That's all. You're just winning. I don't care how wacky it sounds, right? No matter what you have to do to teach him something, like do it, man. You know, as long as it's normal, right? You're giving him a story. That's normal. I don't care how normal the story is as long as we're not, you know, breaking any boundaries that are rude here, right? So we giving him a normal story. And basically the difference between stupid and ignorant is, is that is that simple. That's all that simple. This is why I tell people you don't have to be nice. Be kind, but not nice. Kindness is making sure you don't hurt people. Kindness is making the world better. Kindness is giving people a chance to succeed. Niceness is saying yes, even though you really want to say no. There you go, right? That's the next lesson for today. The difference between nice and kind right how to be kind and not nice well i got another one of them stories <laughs> i got another one of them stories that i tell my kids and um adults have listened to this story and they said eh, i don't know about that but i'm going to tell it to you right because it works the story works and in a sense it has um it has a a, a message that you've heard before right in, 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 a, in a totally different and wacky way. And again, the only reason I present the stories to the kids in a wacky way like this with, with, a, with, a, with words and visuals that you're just not going to forget <laughs> uh, is because I want them to remember it. And I want them to remember it for a very long time, you know? And every time I tell them the difference, they go, Dad, we know about the monster and the biting off the wee-wee at the mountain, all right? Don't tell us that story again, all right? We're done with that. I'm like, yeah, but you, you, you don't seem to get it. Um, that I I'm I'm 57 years old, like 25 years later, 26 years later, I'm still saying the same shit, right? So, right, it doesn't matter. But anyway, how to be kind, not nice, right? So here's here it goes. Uh, me and you, meaning me and one of the girls, is, is, is standing at a bus stop, and we are bundled up real tight because it's the coldest day it's ever been in the history of Maine, right? And we're standing at the bus stop, and uh. We're waiting for the bus and in the bus stop is this guy and he's standing. He's got no coat on and he's smoking a cigarette and uh, he's freezing to death. And the bus is down the block. You can see it, but it's having a hard time coming because of all the snow. You can see here comes the bus. So you look over at the guy and you say to the guy, hey, are you okay? And the guy says, oh, no, I mean, freezing to death. And you say, well, Do you need a coat? And the guy says, yeah, I do. And so you say, well, look, when the bus comes, I'm going to give you my coat. I'll get on the bus and then you can have a coat. Okay. And the guy says, what? You do that for me? And you say, yes, I'm going to do that for you. And I'm standing there and I'm like, wow, look at my daughter go. Right. Okay. My daughter's being nice. I promise you, man, she's being very nice right there. And it's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Nothing at all. You gave somebody your coat in the middle of winter who didn't have a coat and you got on a bus because you could there's nothing wrong with that okay so then my daughter looks at me and she goes well dad you know if that's so great what's the difference between nice I mean kind must be even better and I go yeah it is in my opinion it's much better because the same scenario me and you were there and I'm standing there looking at this guy freezing and here comes the bus and I'm standing there and I'm standing there and I'm getting anxious waiting for the bus and I'm getting anxious looking at this guy freezing And um, you're looking at the guy freezing and you're looking at me and I'm looking at you and the bus comes and we get on the bus and the guy's left there standing freezing. She goes, Dad, that's not nice. I go, no, I know it's not nice. It's kind. And she goes, what? Are you insane? And I'm like, no. She goes, how is that kind, Dad? And I said, because he's got to ask me. If he asks me, I will give it to him. If he asks me, I will give him everything I have. No matter how much I have on me, that's how much I love him. But he's got to ask. I said, because that's what you need to do to receive. And she looked at me and she went, oh, yeah, I get it. Oh, yeah, she got it. And, I, I, you know, I hope that that story... uh, is it offensive in a way? I don't, I don't think it is, right? But I mean, we're on th- a show called Things You're Not Supposed to Talk About and if it's offensive, it's going to kind of come out here a little bit, right? So, And, and, and not in an offensive content kind of way, but in, a, in an idea kind of way. If that, if that offends you in some way, I'm, I don't get it. And I need someone to explain to me why it offends them because I want to learn, okay? All right. So if you want to send me a message on my podcast, you can. I appreciate that. Either way. All right, so the next subject is the thing that you never teach your kids is what magnanimity is and, you know, how to use it, right? And the best way that I can describe magnanimity is not to give you the definition. Of course not, <laughs> because I don't do things like that when I'm, when I'm talking about ideologies that I have and ideas that I have. I don't need to do that. So I, I'm going to give you a story, and that story is going to best represent the definition of the word in a practical application that you will never forget. And so, my daughter was, um, one of my daughters is, you know, having a tough time at school. And, um, you know, people pick on you for different reasons. And then there are other people who you want to pick on. You know what I'm saying? And that's not, not how you're supposed to do things. And you've got to learn to be magnanimous in life. And you've got to learn to turn the other cheek and I have a philosophy about that too which will end with the magnanimity thing with that so but um anyway we'll we'll, we'll talk about that as well so but here's the story on magnanimity that I tell my daughters so that they can learn to forgive while not looking as if they they can be taken advantage of at the same time okay right you don't want to look you don't want to forgive to look weak you want to forgive because earnestly that is what you are doing right and remember you can only forgive right that's the only thing you can do uh you have a hard time forgetting those things uh you maybe you can you know May, that's all maybe you can i don't know i have a hard time so but i don't have a hard time forgiving somebody okay all right so here's the story there's this king and king's name is lou <laughs> why not right i'm a leo let's do it right so uh, King's name is Lou, and King Louis, he's, uh, he's holding court that day. And my daughter's are looking at me, and they're rolling their eyes, right? So I said, yeah, King Louis holding court, just like he's doing right now. And I'm going to teach you what magnanimity is all about. So, King Louis holding court, and, uh, he's got all of these guys coming in that he's reading their charges, and he's, like, chopping off hands, and he's chopping off fingers, and people are stealing apples, and there. And one guy stole an apple because he was hungry. And another guy stole some clothes because his clothes were too wet. And, and the other, these clothes were dry. And another guy uh, stole something else. And, and, and everybody got in trouble. And the people in the court were like, oh, this is miserable. This guy's killing people. He's chopping hands off. This is a terrible day. I feel sorry for the last guy. Well, here comes the last guy, right? You're the last guy. And I looked at my daughter and I pointed over to her. And I says, hey, here's what happened to you. He reads the charge and he says, You've been charged, sir, with killing two deer in my forest in the same month. You're not allowed to do that. That penalty is death because it takes food from everybody's mouth. It, that deer can feed 10 people, and you, you only have a family of four, and this is, this is what's going on, he says to him. That's the penalty of death. Explain yourself. And the guy says, I will, your honor. He says, thank you very much, your majesty. Um, I accept your punishment, of course, he says, but I just want you to know that the deer that, I killed was rotted. It was not a healthy deer. It would have made my family sick. So I went out and got another one. And I do not apologize for feeding my family. And if I have to die to feed my family, then I fulfilled at least the last thing I did was feed my family. So I'm at your mercy. And he put his head down and he kneeled. And uh, he waited for the decision. And the king looked at him and looked at the rest of the court. And he says, rise, young man. He says, I forgive you. I pardon you. He says, I pardon you because all you wanted to do is feed your family. Other people s- stole clothes because their clothes were wet. Other people stole food because they were hungry. But you were trying to feed your family and you got a sick deer. He says, so the next time that happens, you let the sheriff of the forest know and he will grant you the right to get a second deer if the other one is truly sick. Is that fair? And the guy goes, yes, Yes, your majesty, and my children and their children will protect your kingdom for as long as they live in return. And the king said, thank you very much. And he went on his way. And everybody was shocked. And everybody learned that the king could actually be fair. And that he had a reason for everything. And that to this last man, he showed magnanimity. And everybody saw it. Right. That's magnanimity. That's something that we don't teach our children. You know, it's not really a form of humility, is it? You know, because you're you're ruling over something. You're you're saying I'm in charge and I'm going to step down and I'm going to come down to your level and I'm going to forgive you. That's what you're saying. And I'm raising daughters, you know, and I need them to think like that. Be honest with you. I do. I need them to think like that. There's a, um, another thing that you uh, got to remember, right? Not everyone is worth saving. Now, I know that's a, that's a hard one to teach your kids that not everyone is worth saving. But there is an explanation for that too. And I have an explanation for not everyone is worth saving. It's called the farmer and the seed, right? And the, um, the farmer and the seed is simple. If you were a farmer and you were planting your crops and some of those crops didn't grow, would you go out and pick up all the seeds that didn't sprout. And I asked that of my daughters. And they look at me and they go, no, it's, you know, that's ridiculous. Why would you do that? You know, they're not going to sprout. You just leave them there. I said, would you go out and replant new ones in their place? Yes. Okay. So that's what you would do. Yeah. Okay, great. That, I would do that too. She goes, and why would you ask the question? I said, because, because what happens to the seed then? And they go, what do you mean? I said, well, what happens to the seed? Does it get wasted? Because nothing in this world gets wasted, right? Everything gets used for something. So what happens to the seed? And they go, I don't know. I said, well, I'll tell you. You know, a bird comes by and eats that seed because it's just laying there and it's, it's not rooted and it's, you know, it's not a, a seedling or anything. So it just comes by and pecks it and eats it. And then it flies and flies and flies and craps it out over South Carolina. And in South Carolina, in some weird soil, that seed germinates and takes root and grows and it looks beautiful. I said, and that's why farmers don't go pick up their seeds because that seed isn't worth saving to the farmer. The seed isn't worth saving to the bird either. The seed is only worth saving to the seed once it finds the right soil to germinate in, right? Because life is going to shit on you. It is, you know? And sometimes you're not going to grow. And sometimes you're not going to get the sunshine. And sometimes you're not going to be in the right soil, right? You may have a shitty job you don't like. Sometimes you're not going to be in the right soil. And you won't be able to germinate and grow as best as you can. Sometimes somebody will pick you up and deposit you somewhere else. Sometimes it doesn't work. But sometimes you take care of all of that. And as the seed, you take care of life. And so the farmer doesn't need to do it. Okay. Are you right, SpongeBob? I'm pathetic. Yes, you are. But we're going to raise you up from your squalid condition through the use of visual aids. Watch now. What in barnacles is it? A journey into (laughs) self-awareness. Oh, SpongeBob, huh? Yeah, I I love SpongeBob, right? He's funny. And he's very adult, by the way. Okay, so how to self-reflect, right? Wow, you know, that's a tough one. How do you teach your kids to self-reflect? You know, you know, tell. How do you teach them to look in the mirror and go, hey, what's wrong with me? <laughs> They're teenagers for Christ's sake. There's nothing wrong with them or everything is wrong with them. Now you gotta pick one or the other there. There's no middle ground, okay? Especially with daughters. They're beautiful one day and then all of a sudden they feel like crap the next and you have no idea why except the only thing you can do is go teenage hormones. That's it, that's all you got, right? Because that's really what everybody's got. But you've gotta teach them how to self-reflect and you don't and I didn't and I, as they get older, You've got to show them examples of self-reflection, I guess. And I think it's, it's something that it's hard to teach. That's something that they have to grow into and that you've got to constantly coach them into. And I think that um, an easy way of doing that is to tell Einstein's theory on traveling at the speed of light. <laughs> right? I think if you use Einstein's theory to travel at the speed of light, you can teach them about what self-reflection is. Because if you are traveling at the speed of light and you hold a mirror up to your face, you will have no reflection. I right? Think about that for a second. You will have no reflection because you are, you are going at the speed of light. Right? So light is not getting to the mirror because you're getting there before. It. So there's no reflection in the mirror. It's just darkness. Ouch. You know? Right, right there is that giant metaphor for self-reflection, you know? Right there. It's right there in front of you. And all you got to do is poke and prod it a little bit, you know? Self- self-reflection is literally about taking the time to slow down. Look at yourself and ask the question of the day. You know, was I fair with my fellow humans? Was I truthful with my fellow humans? Was I kind to my fellow humans? Was I humble <laughs> regarding my fellow humans? You know, you know, if traveling at the speed of light means you can't see your reflection, therefore, if we were all equal, we would all be invisible to one another. And that's the beauty of of, of self reflection. We're all not equal. So when you see this beautiful life on Instagram that somebody has, and then you look at yours and you go, eh, yeah, like, oh, shit kind of sucks, right? You're, you're not really doing yourself any justice by comparing the two lives because they're actually apples and oranges. One isn't real because you've never seen it, right? You've never seen it unless you have faith that their life is better than yours. And that's just silly. So you've never seen their life. You don't know if that's true or not. And, um, the self-reflection part comes in knowing that your life is good for you and that you have things to work on and these are the things that they are right but every day when you come home you, there are tenets of humanity there's fairness right there's truthfulness there's kindness and there's there's humility and all of those things are supposed to be focused on you're supposed to be focused on throughout your day in some way shape or form and when you come home you say to yourself am i those things now Can you teach that to your kids when they're growing up? Oh, hell no, you can't. But what you can do is when you see those moments where there's this or that going on, you can say, hey, you know, you can take a minute of self-reflection. And by using that word constantly, they're going to generate the idea of what self-reflection is on their own. And then you can go ahead and once they generate that idea, you can mold it for them, right? I'm not telling you how to be a parent, Lord knows, because this is past the parenting stage. This is the things you didn't teach them as a parent and the things I didn't teach them as a parent, right? And The things my mother didn't teach me as a parent, you know? So, and I know her mother didn't teach it to her. I can guarantee you that, all right? (laughs) So when you answer these questions about what kind of human you were during the day, you've espoused to the tenets of stoics everywhere. And I love stoicism. I love stoicism. So uh, tenets of stoics everywhere. You have engaged in self-awareness and self-repair And you cannot be of harm to your fellow humans if you continue to do this, right? No one has any answers when it comes to raising kids, okay? These are not answers, right? These are anecdotes that you can use to have your kids remember some idea about a thing that you haven't, a construct that you haven't taught them yet, okay? That's all, and that they're going to run into, right? So no one has... Any answers when it comes to raising kids. Like, there's plenty of shit I never taught my girls that I would swear I did. And they say, no, dad, you didn't teach me that. Like, real snarky and stuff, you know. Because they're being, all the pedestrian comments like, there's no script, there's no manual. Every kid's different. I'm going to tell you that's a lie. Every kid is not different. They all go through the same stuff at the same exact time. And I can predict that your 13-year-old daughter is going to freak you out in about three months after turning 13, okay? I, that's a prediction that's going to turn true. Promise, all right? So, you know, there's no, there's no manual, right? E- even uh, having kids is a lesson in humility and patience. Yeah, right. It's a lesson, all right. Like, alcohol is kind of a lesson, too, right? You want to drink, so you do, and you like it, so you dabble, then one day it sticks, and you can't get rid of it, and it's, then it starts sucking the life out of you, right? And, you know, you got to get rid of it to get better. <laughs> this, is what, this is raising kids, man. You got to get them out of the nest. Right? Got to go. Got to go. And so that you can live your life, so that you can better yourself in your retirement, so that you can take care of their kids and teach their kids exactly what you taught them because they're going to be too busy because life's going to be harder for them. Right? If you thought you had two parents working, now you're really going to have two parents working then. That's why this generation needs to get it right so that they can be the good grandparents they're supposed to be to the generation of kids that are being left behind by the generation of parents that we raised who had to work two jobs because of inflation and debt. All right. That's all. That, that's, that's how you get that done, okay? So we literally just had the life cycle of a parent going on around here. And it's kind of scary because growing up isn't easy, you know? Teaching someone to grow up is harder than it sounds, okay? Grow up, why don't you? It's, it's a lot harder than it looks, I promise. My wife asked me the other day if I was ever going to grow up. I, I didn't know I hadn't, right? I honestly thought I was just being me. And, and here's the last thing no one can teach you. Self-recognition, right? To recognize yourself, For how people see you will be the true, is the true test of who you are, right? So to recognize yourself for how people see you to be is the true test of who you are. It is not meant for you to change anything about yourself, but it is meant to show you the possibilities if you did, based on how others view you. That doesn't mean that those possibilities are good, and it could mean that you don't change anything at all. But this could help you determine, right? If you should, or if you even need to. And all of these things that we talked about today are things that you should learn, and you can go through life without learning. But you need to get that done, okay? And I think kids need to learn that stuff, and they're going to learn it on their own anyway, whether you teach it to them or not, whether you forgot or not. You're not guilty of anything. You're just parents. You're parents and you love your kids. That's all you're supposed to do. Nobody can stop you. All right, folks, thank you for hanging out with me today. This is Louis G, and this is Things You're Not Supposed to Talk About with Me. Louis G, baby. Raising your kids is crazy business.